The sixth word is, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Comes from Luke chapter 23. It says, It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. We understand from this that his journey was now completed. Jesus was ready to go home. What's so powerful about this moment is that we get to see our King Eternal die. And his death, not just his work on the cross, but his actual death matters to us. and means something to us. See, unless Jesus died, he couldn't have risen from the dead. Jesus had to die. He died and then rose again three days later. He conquered death. He was, victory, he was victorious over death. And if you're in Christ Jesus, you can be victorious over death as well. Being with him. Everlasting in heaven with him. You see, all the words that we have just talked about, all the songs we just have sung, if it's just head knowledge of what Jesus said and did on the cross, it really doesn't mean anything. But we have to respond to it. It causes us to respond to it, to say, I want him to be the Lord of my, my life. I understand what he did for me on the cross. He took my sin, my penalty. He took it to the cross and died for me and then rose again so that I can spend eternity with him. That's why it says in the scriptures, the veil was torn. That veil separated the people from God and the Holy of Holies 80 feet tall, and the curtain was torn. So now, now we can have eternal life with our Heavenly Father. That's why His death means so much to us. But His death also gives us an example, doesn't it? It gives us an example of how we are to die. Paul said in Philippians, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participate in His sufferings. Becoming like him in death. Paul wanted to become like Christ in his death. Most of us don't want to do that. Most of us don't want to die as Jesus did. With a crown of thorns. People whipping our back. Being nailed to a cross. Suffocating to death. Nobody wants to die like that. But yet Paul says, I want to know Christ. I want to be like him in death. Why? Because we get to see how he died. And we have an example to follow. See, the question really isn't if we're going to die, it's how are we going to die. And I'm not talking about what circumstances surround our death, the cancer or or heart disease or accident or old age. I'm talking about the condition of our hearts. What's the condition of your heart? Often people come to death wanting more they are gripped with fear they are gripped with with regret that they didn't live out the way they wanted to live or they ask for more time not so with jesus he died incredibly well first peter says to this you were called 
because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Jesus gives us an example of how we are to die. Three things stand out to me. First, Jesus died with scripture on his lips. He died with scripture on his lips. He says, Father, I commit my spirit. If you notice in your Bibles, it's all capitalized. Not because the Bible is trying to make emphasis. It's because he was quoting another scripture. Psalm 31.5 says, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus was quoting scripture, but he adds the word Father. I love the fact that when Jesus in his first time in ministry was in the garden, he was being tempted by the devil. And what did he do? He uses scripture at the beginning of his ministry. Now at the end of his life, what is he doing? He's using scripture. He died with scripture on his lips. Someone once said, you squeeze Jesus and he pours out scripture. You pierce Jesus and he bleeds scripture. You put him in the desert with Satan to tempt him and he speaks scripture. He comes to his dying moments of his life and he breathes out his last with scripture. Stephen, who was the first martyr, did the same. Remember the story of Stephen in Acts 7. He was proclaiming Jesus' love, talking about his death on the cross. And they said, Stephen, if you don't stop talking about Jesus, we're going to stone you. And they did. And while they were stoning him, they said in Acts 7, Stephen prayed, Lord, Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Two of the same words that Jesus spoke at his death. Stephen was so acquainted with the life and death of Jesus that when it came time for him to die, he said the exact same things that Jesus did. Jesus died with scripture on his lips. Stephen died with scripture on his lips. So many countless others died with scripture on their lips and church. I want to die with scripture on my lips as well. I don't want to beg for more time. I don't want to regret things that I didn't get to do. I want to die with scripture on my lips. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Not only die with scripture on his lips, but he, he died with confidence. He died with confidence knowing that when he died, His spirit would live on. Romans 6 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How could we be with Christ Jesus in eternity if he himself isn't in eternity? If he himself didn't rise again three days later? If he himself didn't conquer death? it ought to profoundly change the way we ought to think about death. It's not merely a means to an end. The end is eternal life with Jesus Christ. See, one of the greatest tricks Satan will ever try to tempt us with is to get us to fear death. I remember speaking with a man in my office a number of weeks ago who was terrified of death. And it robbed him of all joy in this life. There is joy. Life unimaginable after death for those that know and love the Lord Jesus as their personal Savior. That's why Paul says, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Paul's looking death right in the face and says, It has no, it has no sting. 
Death has no victory. There's life beyond. Jesus died with confidence. Died with confidence knowing that he was going to die and fall into the hands of his heavenly father. When I was teaching my two children to swim, I remember being in the pool. And they were on the edge and I would say, jump, I'll catch you. Of course, like any child, they were fearful, scared. No way. And I said, jump, I will catch you. Be confident, I will catch you. So finally they jumped. And they're surprised when I caught them. But they survived. What joy in their faces. They were never afraid to jump again. Such confidence. Such confidence. No fear. That they were jumping into their arms of their heavenly... They were jumping into the arms of their father who was going to catch them. Jesus died confidently knowing that he was going to fall right into the arms of his heavenly father as well. He died with confidence. He died with scripture on his lips. And he died peacefully. He died peacefully. Cried in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Father is the Hebrew word for Abba. It's more informal to actually say Daddy or Papa. As Doug alluded to, Pastor Doug alluded to, there were a few hours on the cross where Jesus lost that level of intimacy on the cross, absorbing the full wrath of God. Then the veil was torn, symbolizing that we now have access to the Father. Intimacy returned, and Jesus finished his last statement with, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Abba, Father, Daddy. Such peace. You know, Psalm 31, the scripture he quoted, was the traditional scripture that Jewish fathers would pray for their children before they'd go to bed. They would pray it every night at bedtime. No doubt, Jesus' earthly father, Joseph, prayed that prayer with him. As darkness would fall over the house of these, of these, uh, these homes, they would pray this prayer, into your hands I commit my spirit. Notice in verse 44, darkness fell over the whole land, and what does Jesus do? He prays the same prayer. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He uttered the first words of the first prayer he probably ever learned. Scripture on his lips from the beginning to the end. This is what gave him great comfort in his last moments. He began his life with God and completed it with God. Even on the cross, Jesus died like a child falling asleep in the arms of the Father. What a gorgeous picture that is. The same is true for you. The same can be true for you if you know and love the Lord as your personal Savior. You understand his work on the cross, that the day you breathe your last, you'll have such peace, such confidence, knowing that you're going to fall right into the hands of your heavenly Father, and he's going to say, welcome home. Welcome home. I told you I'd catch you. I told you I'd be here. i leave you with this. I once heard a, there was once a minister The minister was called to go to the hospital to visit one of his congregants who was terminally ill. Only had a few days left to live, and so the minister went to the hospital. And he stood by this man's bed, and he was surprised that this man was so full of joy, 
so full of hope, so full of peace, knowing that he was going to be with his heavenly father when he died. He knew and loved the Lord as his personal savior. So the only thing he could talk about was being with him when he died. As the minister was standing there talking with this man in the bed, he noticed there was an empty chair next to this man's bed. Wondering, the minister said, are you expecting more visitors today? And the man said, oh, no, no, no. That chair is for my heavenly father. You see, someone once told me that having a conversation with our heavenly father is like pulling up an empty chair and having a conversation. So every night I pull that chair up and I have a conversation with God. I pour out my heart to him, my concerns, my fears. But I also tell him how excited I am to be with him when I die. The minister walked out amazed. Such peace. A few days later, the daughter of that same man who was in the hospital came to visit the minister in his church, came to his office and knocked on his door and said, Sir, I just wanted to let you know that my father, he were, who you were ministering to, has died. But I wanted to thank you for coming and spending time with him. And the minister said, Oh, I'm so sorry he died. What a wonderful man. Did he die in peace? And she said, oh, oh yeah, such peace. The very last moments, such peace, such confidence, knowing where he was going to be when he died. She said, I was actually with him the last day. And he was talking about being with his heavenly father soon. And I stepped out just for a moment to speak to one of the nurses. And when I came back in, he was already dead. She said, interesting thing though. His head wasn't on his pillow when he died. It was lying on some chair next to his bed. And at that, the minister just wept. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. I want to die with scripture on my lips. I want to die peacefully, confidently knowing that when I die, my heavenly father is going to catch me and he's going to say, welcome home. Will you pray with me? Whether sitting or kneeling, we're going to come to a time of prayer now. Heavenly Father, into your hands we commit our spirits. We give them up to you. You alone give the breath of life. And you alone breathe on us by your Holy Spirit and make us new. The life for which you gave us at birth and the life you gave us at our new birth comes from you. In trust and surrender, we yield our whole selves to you. Use us as and when and where you will. We are no longer our own. In glad surrender, we are yours. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.